Okay, this is uh, lecture number two in our course on the New Age Movement and the Occult. And uh, remember, keep in mind, we're, we're going to be looking at the New Age Movement separate from the Occult, but actually the New Age Movement is one part of the Occult. It, there's an overlapping there, but uh, when we look at the uh, Occult, we'll be seeing some of the uh, darker side the kind of the darker side of the of the new age type thinking uh, some of the common new age beliefs that uh, we'll be uh, discussing in this course number one is the belief uh, called pantheism it's the world view that uh, teaches that God is the universe God didn't create the universe he is the universe is their belief and their belief that God is impersonal. He, he's an impersonal force. He's an it, not a he. Okay? The God of the Bible is a God of love, a God that can have a personal relationship with us, a God that makes moral commands. Okay? The God of the New Age movement is an impersonal it. It's like electricity or a force. Um, you, you can't have a personal love relationship with, with uh, electricity uh, and uh, that's that's what the, the God of the New Age movement is, an impersonal force. It's, it's in it. Uh, New Age belief number two, self-deification. Since man is part of the universe, man is God. Uh, God is within each man, and we need to accept the fact, they say, that we are already saved. So the problem is not that we need to be saved like Christianity teaches, According to the New Ager, uh, the problem is that we don't know that we're saved. Uh, but we are already saved. Number three, they hold to the uh, doctrine of reincarnation, that the individual soul passes through the cycle of death and rebirth, and it reincarnates into a different body, either animal or human, uh, until all negative karma is done away with. The absorption uh, into the world soul at that time occurs, you know, often referred to as nirvana. Uh, but uh, again, Douglas Grotheis pointed out a contradiction here. Uh, the New Age movement denies the existence of the individual soul and says ultimately all reality is one being. So it denies the existence of the individual soul, but then they believe in reincarnation which necessitates the existence of an individual soul which can be reincarnated into a different body uh, by the way when new agers do not eat animals when they become vegetarians they're not really being consist as consistent as they need to be with their worldview they would be consistent since all nature is God uh, they wouldn't even eat plant life either or dairy products so in other words uh, the only way to be truly consistent with a, a, a pantheistic view of the world would be to stop eating totally and uh, but uh, you know nobody can hold that view for too long uh, uh, new age uh, common new age belief number four illusionism by the way you're gonna have some people that that I would classify as New Agers that would hold to some of these but not hold to others because uh, there is no one organization, New Age organization. There's just many people. I, I would say that uh, 
most Americans, if not all, have been influenced in one way or another by some type of New Age belief. Now, whether we've dealt with it and brought it under the judgment of God's Word and, and the Scriptures, whether we've done that or not, is, is another issue. Uh, but we've grown up in a uh, neo-pagan society, if you will. Uh, the fourth belief, illusionism. The idea that the material world is an illusion. And you will have some New Agers that don't believe that, but many New Agers do. Uh, number five, relativism. That there is uh, moral relativism, that uh, good and evil are illusions. Uh, that what's right for me is right for me, doesn't have to be right for you, and vice versa. Uh, so there's moral relativism, but then there's also uh, epistemological relativism. Relativism in the realm of, of knowledge and truth, the idea that logic is an illusion. That the law of non-contradiction, A cannot equal non-A at the same time in the same sense. That that is not true. That the laws of logic and, and right reason uh, is an illusion. That there's no absolute truth. Now, obviously we're going to see when we, when we refute these beliefs in a future lecture, uh, that the statement, there is no absolute truth, if it's true, that statement is an absolute universal truth. Okay? So it's self-refuting. Um, if there is no absolute universal, if there are no absolute universal truths, there would be no way to communicate any idea, let alone that idea. Okay? So just the fact that we communicate, just the fact that we think, uh, means there has to be some universal truths. Um, common New Age belief number six, uh, evolution. Uh, the world and mankind are evolving. Now again, uh, keep in mind though, ultimately, uh, the consistent New Ager would, would still even, you know, view this as part of the illusion because the, uh, material world itself is an illusion. So even the reincarnation and uh, uh, the evolving world, uh, all the material uh, universe is, is part of the illusion as well. Uh, point number seven, globalism. The, the, the belief in the coming one world government and actually the encouraging of this one world government as well. Um, those who hold to uh, a, a uh, literal interpretation of the scriptures uh, like I do, the conservative evangelicals, we would say that God is opposed to a human one world government. He showed that at the Tower of Babel when he divided man's language and separated man uh, all over the globe that God wants separate nations and separate governments until Jesus Christ returns as King of Kings and Lord of Lords then he shall reign and shepherd the nations with an iron rod. Uh, but uh, God warns us in his word that someday we will get this one world human government that's going to be headed uh, by a person the Bible calls the Antichrist who's going to be demon-possessed. So this one world human government is going to become a one world demonic government. And uh, then he will institute the mark of the beast and that type of thing. But the New Agers like the atheist, secular humanists, uh, are all for a one-world government. Now, if you don't think that this movement is making much headway, uh, all you've got to do is turn on CNN. 
and uh, watch a few of their programs and their newscasts. I recommend their, their program called World View. And they'll talk about the New World Order. Like, you know, any, anytime something happens in the world, you know, uh, the, the president of Egypt burps or something, and they say, well, what ramifications does this have for the New World Order? You know, it's the first question out of their mouths. And, and, uh, but they, they, they talk openly about this one world government through the United Nations. And, uh, and in fact, it's one of the charter goals. I was looking at one of the charter goals of the United Nations. Uh, the end of, how is it phrased? The end of the age of nations. The end of the age of nations, of separate nations. And just one governing body over the world through the United Nations. It says globalism, the belief in the coming one world government. Uh, syncretism, the belief that all religions will unite and that all religions ultimately are uh, at their base. Uh, they basically teach the same things that just maybe some of the terminology is a little different, that type of thing, but, but all religions lead to God. Is that also referred to as an ecumenical movement? Uh, yes and no, because the, the, there, there are conservative evangelicals that are very ecumenical in that uh, they want those who hold to basic Christian beliefs to unite not necessarily all under the same heading but uh, you know if you're a Methodist and you really believe trust in the Jesus of the Bible for salvation and I'm a Baptist and I really believe then let's let's get some fellowship and show the world that we are united Jesus said if you show you know you will uh, prove that you're my disciples if you have love one for another uh, at the same time, what we usually call the ecumenical movement is a movement to get Protestants, whether they believe or not, united with Roman Catholics, whether they really believe or not, get them all together in one church. And it, it, it's unity despite doctrinal disagreements rather than unity within truth. True biblical unity uh, would be uh, an ecumenical movement based on the truth, uh, the essential truths of the Bible uh, concerning salvation. Uh, even even more than salvation, though, you would want uh, basically the, the, the important basic doctrines of the Christian faith, uh, whereas the uh, uh, ecumenical movement that we hear about most of the time today is, is you know, who cares about what you believe? Let's just bring all, all religions together. And some are even saying, not just Catholic and Protestant, let's open the door to the Buddhists and the Hindus and that type of thing. And, and I, I'm all for bringing Buddhists into the fold. But what I'm talking about is bringing them into the Christian fold, getting them converted, trusting in Jesus alone for salvation, which by definition means they're going to be taking their Buddhism and throwing it out the window. Uh, when Jesus Christ said, I am the way and the truth and the life, no one comes to the Father but through me, um, he was making as uh, probably the most exclusivistic claim in the history of mankind. Now, he said he would turn away no one. All that the Father gives him, he would cast away none of them. Uh, uh, but at the same time, he said salvation comes only through him. There is no other way to be saved except through him. Acts 4.12 mentions that no other name under heaven by which man could be saved. And that's, a person may reject it, but that is the biblical worldview. And I believe this isn't a class on apologetics, but there's evidence for the Bible being God's word. There's evidence for the claims of Christ, for Christ being who he claimed to be, historical evidence for him rising from the dead and that type of thing, which we don't have time to go into right now. Uh, but uh, it, 
any the only way that Christianity can merge with all the other religions of the world uh, would be a watered down version of Christianity which really in essence is no longer Christianity and uh, that's what uh, uh, Machen uh, argued earlier in this century that liberal Christianity doesn't even deserve the name Christianity it's a whole different religion once you say that Jesus of history doesn't matter and he really wasn't God and the Bible really isn't God's word you've got a whole different religion uh, but uh, uh, okay uh, also common new age belief number nine belief in a new age, a coming age of global peace and spiritual enlightenment where man recognizes he is God, that type of thing. Uh, number 10, it's very common in the New Age movement, the, the practice called channeling, which uh, basically from a biblical standpoint we would view this as voluntary possession, being possessed by a demon, not a, uh, an evil spirit entity possessing the person and uh, allowing spiritual spiritual entities to speak speak through you, channeling. You know, you've got Jay Z Knight uh, channeling Rantha, supposedly a thirty-five thousand year old uh, warrior and a spirit of a dead warrior and that type of thing. Uh, uh, New Age belief number eleven: Eastern meditation, a biblical meditation. Joshua one eight. It's mentioned in Psalm one. Biblical meditation. You basically empty your mind of your own sinful desires. Uh, even through fasting, you can uh, deny yourself some physical needs like food. And you just focus your mind on principles from God's Word, which means you've really got to be reading the Bible, studying the Bible, memorizing passages of the Bible in their proper context. And then you meditate, you focus your mind, you allow your mind to dwell on principles from God's Word. So you never leave the mind totally empty. Whereas in Eastern meditation, you empty one's mind uh, of all rational thought, at least you attempt to. You Like with the Buddhist, the Zen Buddhist, you know, you meditate on the sound of one hand clapping and, uh, you know, things of that sort. Um, uh, but uh, Eastern meditation is the emptying of one's mind to find mystical union with God. The Christian would argue... Uh, now that is very dangerous because once you surrender the control of your mind whether it's through uh, abusing alcohol or, or the abuse of drugs or uh, Eastern meditation uh, you would basically uh, just, once you surrender the control of your mind there are evil spirit beings i.e. demons who are more than willing according to the Bible to set in and take control and uh, th that's why I call channeling voluntary possession, because uh, there is in, you know, there is involuntary possession where demons possess people, and the people didn't want to be possessed by demons. But even there, uh, the people had to open the door to the world of the occult, in one way or another. Um, whether it was dabbling with Ouija, the Ouija board, uh, uh, and by the way, the, the movie The Exorcist was based on a real case. I believe it occurred in. Washington DC or the Virginia area it was the case of a 12 or 13 year old boy actually and uh, the door was open through uh, uh, experimenting with the Ouija board and see the 
the, the Ouija board is just a little thing that but we'll, it, 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 you're you're basically it's it, we make a game out of the spiritual realm and we say okay if there are spirit beings out there you know communicate to me using the medium of this board well that it, it's a fun game and it's only a game if there are not evil spirit beings but if the bible is true and there are evil spirit beings uh you're flirting with disaster and uh and uh there's a book i can't remember the name of the guy i don't know if it's edmund russ but he wrote a book on the on the ouija board and documented cases of demon possession uh uh dealing with people who uh have uh, experimented with the Ouija board. Um, but uh, Eastern meditation, the emptying of one's mind to find mystical union with God, one of the common New Age beliefs. Uh, number 12, uh, a denial of basic Christian beliefs. They reject Jesus as the only, the Bible will call him the only begotten Son of God. Uh, Another way of saying that is Jesus is the only manifestation. Jesus is the one and only manifestation of God to man. Okay? In other words, he is the only man who is uh, fully God. Okay? Uh, he is fully man, fully God, uh, one person with two natures, a human and divine nature. Well, they would deny that. The New Ager would say, no, he's just one of several manifestations of God. And in actuality, even these avatars or masters, whatever you want to call them, they just exercise their God consciousness better than the average person. But we all have a God consciousness, and we just haven't exer exercised it as much as uh, they have. Um, and so that's denying that Jesus Christ is uniquely the Son of God. Now, we're believers who trust in Him are adopted as children of God and sons of God. But we're sons of God by adoption. He is the Son of God by nature. He is God, the second person of the Trinity, become a man. He is uniquely uh, the Son of God. And uh, so New Agers would deny this by saying that he's just one of several manifestations of God. Uh, New Ager would deny that Jesus died for our sins, that he took our punishment for us so that we could be saved. They would deny Jesus as the one and only Savior for mankind. They might, they might call him uh, a, a Savior in a certain sense that he set the example for us and we need to follow and recognize our con God consciousness like he did. Um, but they would deny that Jesus Christ is uniquely uh, the Savior. That just follows from the first day. Yeah, exactly. And... Uh, uh, they would also uh, deny that man needs a savior. They would argue that man is already saved because he is God. He just needs to realize that. The problem isn't that we need to be saved. The problem is that we that uh, we just don't know that we're already saved. That's the way they would argue. That would deny the biblical doctrine of salvation. Uh, the, the Bible obviously teaches there is this real thing called sin. It really separates us from God, and it really needs to be removed, and only Jesus can do that. Well, the New Ager teaches that sin is an illusion. Okay? Uh, there's a denial of a, of a, a literal hell where uh, those who reject Christ 
will be tormented day and night forever and ever. The, the New Ager would deny that. There is a denial of the doctrine of the Trinity. The doctrine of the Trinity teaches that there is only one God, but this one God exists throughout all eternity as three persons, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The uh, New Ager would deny that. And they would say, yeah, there's only one God, but uh, we are all uh, ultimately uh, that one being. Uh, so obviously that's a denial of the Trinity. And so there's a denial of Christ's unique deity. Now, they, they wouldn't deny that Jesus is God. They just claimed everybody else is God as well. Mahatma Gandhi, he stated that he could not accept that Jesus was uniquely God. He said, if, he, if Jesus is God, then I'm God too. But if I'm not God, then Jesus is not God. And so he's basically saying, I'm not going to bend the knee uh, to Jesus. He, either we're both not God or we can both claim to be God. Uh, so the New Ager denies Christ's unique deity and they, den they usually deny his bodily resurrection from the dead and hold to some type of spiritual resurrection, if, if any resurrection at all. Um, and so th those are some of the common New Age beliefs. Pantheism, self-deification, reincarnation, illusionism, relativism, evolution, globalism, syncretism, uh, the coming New Age, channeling, Eastern meditation, and then a denial of basic Christian beliefs. Now there's also the New Age movement is merging with the UFO movement. And we'll be talking about that a little bit later. Yeah, Kurt. Um, in the initial beginning, you were talking about the three opposing worldviews at the time when Paul was preaching Christian theism, atheism, and pantheism. Um, what about, because at the time when he was strolling through the city and he saw all the different idols, um, what about polytheism? Yeah, almost every polytheistic religion, uh, ultimately the intellectuals of that religion, uh, the uh, it was it was a big there were certain big things in in the early Greek philosophy like the is reality ultimately being or is it becoming right. is it the one or is it the many right. is it the unity or the diversity and uh, uh, most of the intellectuals eventually would reconcile the the many gods the the people wanted their gods okay. So let them have their own little favorite gods, but ultimately, those many gods are, part, are are basically manifestations of the one God who is uh, the universe. And so, ultimately, uh, either you would have the philosophers who would say, "Well, there are there is no God," and the illiterate masses just believe in many gods that are products of their own imagination or you would have the intellectual pantheist who would say that well there is some reality behind it you're right the universe is all that exists but the universe is God and uh, so so polytheism in the in the hey, it's just like Hinduism you can call Hinduism polytheistic they've got thousands upon thousands of gods at the same time, Hinduism is uh, uh, pantheistic. There's only one ultimate reality. God is the universe. And uh, 
By the way, C.S. Lewis argued as far back as the late 1940s, early 1950s, he was an agnostic, an agnostic scholar on classical literature who eventually became a Christian and then wrote some of the most powerful books defending the Christian faith of our century, like his book on miracles, the problem of pain, and uh, uh, mere Christianity. Uh, but he argued that in the end, this was before we even coined the phrase the New Age Movement, he argued that in the end the ultimate battle is going to be fought between Christianity, and he didn't mean a physical battle, but the battle for the minds of men, was going to be fought between Christianity, the most exclusivistic religion in the world, which teaches that the founder of our religion, only through him can man be saved, and Hinduism, the most inclusivistic religion on earth, which could basically take in every religion except uh, theistic religions, which are basically Judaism, uh, Islam, and Christianity, which are all based on the Bible or perversions of the Bible. And uh, But he, he argued that in the end, the battle would be between Christianity and Hinduism, and he recognized that atheism just... It just by ignoring the spiritual aspect of man, it just wasn't going to win over many converts. So in the end, the battle was going to be fought between some Americanized form of Hinduism, i.e. the New Age movement, which C.S. Lewis never even heard of at the time he wrote that. And so the battle would be between new, the New Age and, and, and Christianity. I guess that, I see your point there, because a lot of the polytheistic religions the various different gods represent different aspects of nature or processes, such as the sun god or yep. god of fertility. And keep, yeah, and, and, and the gods are finite gods. The gods are finite gods. Now, now the thing is, uh, 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 a polytheist may not really, you know, he might believe, yeah, there's just many gods and that's just the way it is. Um, but if he's thoughtful, he'll recognize that even finite gods need a cause, and ultimately all the finite, limited, dependent beings that exist need an infinite, totally independent, unlimited cause. And uh, so you either argue for the creator god of Christianity, or you would argue that all these lesser gods are just illusions or manifestations uh, of the one reality. Um, there, I don't want to throw people off. There was a time when pantheism, understand me correct, there was a time when pantheism, at least the major premise, that everything that, ex that all is God, there was a time when that was true, and that's before God created. All there was was the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, the three persons who are the one God. And so all reality was one being. Yeah, but even uh, if you just... All creation. No, 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 no. They would, they would, they would never call it creation. We call it creation. Yeah, but uh, the, 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 the atheist, though, would argue that the, the problem isn't that... Uh, he would argue more along the lines that the, the rather than arguing that the physical universe is God, uh, he would argue that we mistake God for the physical universe. So it, it, it's, it's, a, it's an illusion of sorts. 
so so what I'm getting at the base for God is the universe the base for that is that um, is monism there's all reality is one being and this one being is God and it and God either manifests itself as the universe or the universe is just an illusion, but ultimately it's the one. There, there are there are about seven different. Uh, when you put the statement of the atheist together with the statement of the pantheist, oh yeah, they do arrive at the truth. Yeah. Before creation, all that existed was God, and the atheist says, "But now you mistake the universe well, the, for God." Yeah. The, the difference between the difference between the atheist, the only real difference between the atheist and the pantheist. Okay, is that uh, the atheist doesn't worship the universe. However, even militant atheists like Carl Sagan had to capitalize the sea of cosmos in, in his work. So, uh, and, and eventually, you know, the, the cosmos is just working out this evolution and it basically designing things. They don't like to use that term, but there seems to be this impersonal universe seems to have some type of intelligence in designing things. So, so uh, even the atheist has a hard time not bending and w- down before and worshiping uh, the creation. And you see, the, the Bible teaches the Psalm 19:1, King David, the, the heavens declare the glory of God, the skies proclaim the work of His hands. So, creation. When we look at the stars at night on a clear night. Um, that is supposed to move us towards the Creator. Not because the creation is the Creator, because it isn't, but because the creation is the work of His hands and manifests His beauty and His power. And so that should draw us near. But too often, like Paul says in Romans 1, we bow down and worship the creation rather than the Creator. So the beauty of creation should lead us to worship the Creator, unfortunately, it has led many people to worship creation. Now, because the atheist doesn't bow before the universe, which he believes is all that exists, uh, he then views man as the highest thing. Man is the measure of the highest thing in the universe, and then he tries to control that. Whereas the New Ager says, no, no, we don't like your technology and your control. Stop controlling nature. Just leave nature the way it was, and that type of thing. See, yeah, you, you could, the three different views, if they would be consistent with the world views, atheism would teach basically, since man is the highest thing, man can uh, abuse nature if he wants. I mean, who cares? In the end, the whole universe dies. We die with it. So, so basically, the atheist should should basically, you know. When you're done with, uh, when you ate as much ice cream as you can eat, you just throw the rest out. Who cares? Just trash it. Uh, whereas the New Ager, if he's consistent, he would worship the creation. But but then that also means he should worship the universe. That also means he shouldn't eat even lettuce or dairy products, let alone meat. Which means by worshiping the universe, he's going to die. Uh, but the Christian is the one who recognizes that man is created in God's image and given dominion over the earth. At the same time, any gift from God, man is not to abuse. Therefore, we have to be faithful stewards of the environment. Um, 
But the big new age lie that's coming out right now is, is that uh, man thinking that he has dominion over the earth is what got this planet polluted. And so they act like that's a direct application of Christianity when in actuality it's a, a, a twisting of the biblical teaching on stewardship. And so they're acting like, again, Christianity is the problem for polluting this planet and that type of thing when that is not the case. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, you, we, can really, we can really run with this. Let me see if we have time. Yeah, we've got time to cover uh, some of the common New Age practices. Uh, my... The main reason for discussing these is, is, or at least naming them, is not so much... I'm, I'm hoping that you already have some background on this, some understanding of what these things are, because I don't want to really spend too much time explaining what they are. Um, the books that you would get would probably explain just about all of these, especially Walter Martin's. He gives a glossary of terms. But some common New Age practices are astrology. Astrology uh, used to be a worshiping of the stars. Uh, now it's more just viewing the stars uh, as uh, controlling our destinies rather than the Bible recognizing that God controls our destinies but has given us a limited area of free choices. Um, but trusting God, in the case of the Christian, to work all things for our good. Uh, but astrology uses the, the stars as controlling us. Occultic healing, uh, a lot of different. Uh, talk to a guy who works in uh, Nav Hospital, and a Catholic priest walked in there and was just hold, holding his hands a couple inches over the guy's body. One of his parishioners that was ill, the guy actually died the next day. But and I'm not saying it was due to the, the, this practice. Um, you know, lot, lots of godly Christians pray for someone to be healed, and the guy dies the next day because that uh, therapeutic touch. Yeah, but this guy using the therapeutic touch, that that uh, cultic form of healing. Uh, and he, he when uh, the guy from our church that works at Nav Hospital asked him what he was doing, the guy said that he went to a recent seminar and learned that. Well, if the Pope found out about that, he'd boot him right on out of the Catholic Church if he didn't repent. And, uh, um, well, so that's not a sanctioned practice. No, no, no. In fact, the Pope in his, uh, um, the Pope in his uh, crossing the threshold of hope uh, refers to the New Age movement as, uh, he says that a lot of Catholics view that as a, uh, uh, a higher level of Christianity when in actuality it's a step back into paganism. Okay? Now, uh, uh, we're going to look at a guy a little bit later, future lessons as... Uh, all right. Kurt? <laughs> Kurt John, and John, just uh, just beat the tar out of each other, but don't talk. This is being taped. Um Matthew Fox, I got him listed as a Catholic theologian. That should be a, a former Catholic theologian. The Vatican, uh, the Vatican uh, got rid of uh, some of its dirty laundry there. Uh, but yet his creation spirituality. Now, now listen to this. Now listen to this, Kurt. Put, Kurt, put your thinking cap on and, and some masking tape over your mouth. But uh, 
but Matthew Fox, a Catholic theologian, former Catholic theologian, when he was a Catholic, developed creation spirituality, which said Augustine was all messed up because he focused too much on the fall. Let's forget about the fall and go to man, how he was during creation when he's created perfect. Well, the problem is, if there was a fall, we ain't there. We're abnormal now. Uh, but anyway, creation spirituality is taught at Star of the Sea, right downtown in Bremerton, Venita, intersection of Venita and Sixth. It was being taught out there. They brought somebody in to teach it, and it raised an uproar because there was enough traditional Catholics there to recognize something's wrong. Uh, but I found this out from my from my mother-in-law years ago before I knew about Matthew Fox and what it was. But what was that? No, no, no. She she was one of the traditional Catholics that was raising a stink about it. Um, but. Uh, so, you know, the Catholic Church recognizes there's a guy, Father Pacwa, uh, professor of systematic theology at Loyola University, a Jesuit priest, who has written several books refuting the New Age movement and trying to get Catholics to get out of it uh, at the same time. And by the way, if you want, if somebody's listening on cassettes and you want to know where I stand in Roman Catholicism, just order our course. We gave 24 lectures on that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he was the guy that debated uh, Walter Martin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, cultic healing, Ouija boards, attempting uh, to, to contact the spirit realm through, through that route, extrasensory perception. Uh, now, now, now there may be, there may be powers of the mind that man has yet to use in a, to a certain degree at the same time, I would say probably 99% of the ESP type of thing. In other words, there, there might be something to a mother's uh, intuition or uh, uh, where a mother just feels real bad like her something's happened to her daughter uh, who's miles away and then finds out right at that time her daughter was in a car accident and that type of thing. But even that might be occultic. Okay, so so I think we should be, sometimes we might have to be skeptical about certain things. Uh, identical twins, miles apart, and uh, somebody has a pain in his right arm and the other one feels the pain there too. Could be occultic, could be something about uh, the power of the human mind that we just don't know about. But when in doubt, I would just be skeptical, suspend judgment on it, but... Really, you know, when it, when you get into the, the things of the secret realm, another word for secret or hidden is the occult. And so just trust in the Bible. And, you know, uh, if the Bible, if there's an area that the Bible doesn't touch on, I would just uh, suspend judgment if it didn't obviously violate a biblical principle. But for the most part, extrasensory perception uh, is, is, is steeped in the, the world of the occult. Uh, uh, to, there's uh, uh, telepathy. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, telepathy would be reading minds. Clairvoyance would be knowledge of something totally apart from the five senses. So in other words, clairvoyance would be uh, if I said right now there's a car accident that is uh, occurring at the intersection of 4th, 4th Street and... Uh, Park Street in Seattle. 
And if it and now we would read tomorrow's paper, it did happen. It did happen. I get re removed from the but uh, uh, but that'd be clairvoyance. Uh, precognition precognition would be uh, predicting the future. Okay. Um, psychokinesis, by the way, uh, would be moving objects with with your mind and with uh, with uh, all of a sudden. I say, no, you can't, all of a sudden the book hits me in the head. Uh, okay, uh, uh, another common New Age practice, we talked about it already, Eastern meditation, which obviously differs from biblical meditation. Vegetarianism, now, just because somebody's a vegetarian does not mean they're a New Ager. Are they doing it for religious reasons, or are they doing it for health reasons, or are they doing it just as, a, you know, some guys, they just like eating salad all the time, they don't like eating meat. Now, uh, well, well, you know, and it's one of those things. Now, I met a guy once that at Olympic College said he doesn't eat, he doesn't eat meat, and he doesn't even eat dairy products. I don't leave a whole lot left. But I was looking at this guy. Now, this particular guy, and I'm sure not all vegetarians are that way, because maybe they ate some meat back earlier in life. I don't know, but this guy was about five eight, must have weighed ninety five pounds. So good, what a really skinny guy. And I, I didn't say it to him, but I just kept thinking, I just kept thinking, don't, just don't, don't lock horns with a meat eater there, bud, or something. But, but at least drink some milk, get some milk in you. But whatever the case, but whatever the case, you know, I'll probably die ten years early because of all the, the, the red meat I eat. But uh, you know, what a way to go. Uh, but uh, okay. Uh, Amen. Uh, psychedelic drugs, the hallucinogenic drugs and that type of thing, some actually do it as a religious practice. Some view it from a purely secular viewpoint, that it's just, uh, you know, the mind or whatever. But, but Timothy Leary, it was a religion for him, and he did not believe it was escaping reality. He believed he was finding a higher reality. I agree with him. I think he was finding a higher reality, but I think it was the surrendering of the control of the mind and then uh, maybe there were some hallucinations there, but I think inevitably uh, demons come in, and uh, he's in having a spiritual experience. Uh, see, the, the word pharmakia in the Greek, that the New Testament translates it sorcery. Uh, the ancients never drew a distinction between drug abuse and sorcery. Whether you took drugs to find to try to find a higher reality, or whether you used drugs as magic potions to hurt somebody else, uh, you were viewed as as a a witch or a sorcerer. So uh, it, it's only in modern times with secular man where we began to to view drug abuse as separate from the world of the occult. Okay. Uh, seances, uh, attempting to con contact the spirits of the dead. We're going to look at the, the biblical teaching that the, the, the dead cannot communicate with us except for a few exceptions that, that God allowed for certain for purposes unknown to me. Uh, use of tarot cards to predict the future is a common New Age practice. Animal rights. I mean, let me say this. I hope nobody misunderstands. Animals don't have rights. Rights demand right have rights demands responsibility. Okay, 
If you want somebody to respect your rights, you have to be willing to respect their rights and that type of thing. Uh, only moral beings have rights, okay? So we don't slaughter animals because we feel like it. Uh, because of their... We're opposed to people blowing away buffaloes just because they felt like doing it. Uh, we're opposed to that not because of any rights that the animals have. God gave us dominion over them. Uh, we're opposed to it because it's an abuse of a gift that God gave to man. Now, even though the Indians, their belief system, animism, that nature is animated with life and with, with spirits, um, their beliefs were, are much closer to the American Indian, much closer to the New Age movement than Christianity. Still, the way they treated the buffalo was closer to God's plan than the way many Christian Americans, uh, white uh, Christian white Europeans coming over to America, the way they treated the buffalo, because the Indian would kill a buffalo, he would use his horns as decoration or as jewelry, he would eat the meat, um, he would use the, the, the skin as for clothing and to make his teepees. He didn't, there wasn't any part of that buffalo that was being wasted. That's the way Christians uh, should have treated the buffalo, not because the buffalo has rights, but because we should not abuse the gifts that God has given to us. Uh, by, by the way, all these, all these new ages that want to save animals, what's the safest animal in, in America? No, no. No, I, no, it's actually it's the cow. And we kill more than anything else. But see, because of believing in free enterprise, because we believe in free enterprise and man can own the cows, he's not going to be an idiot. He ain't going to kill all his cows. That's his money. So what he does is he has them reproduce to where he always has a healthy the population of his cows keeps growing. In the meantime, Phil Fernandez goes to McDonald's and enjoys uh, a Big Mac and he eats a lot of beef or whatever. But, uh, but basically, if, if you take the Marxist, the socialist governments out of Africa and allow the people, instead of slamming them all the time for poaching, allow the people to own their own elephants, guess what? That poacher is not going to kill all the elephants now. Just, you just implement free enterprise. He's going to start raising them. And he's going to kill ten times as many as he killed before, but it's going to be a hundred times as many. Because then it'd be a thriving. See, the problem is communism doesn't recognize that God gave man dominion over the earth, not government. And God instituted government to protect human rights. And uh, the, one of those is the right to own private property, uh, to enforce "Thou shalt not steal." Uh, to enforce thou shalt not kill uh, but uh, I, I think we'll close right there we'll, we'll pick it up with uh, uh, humanistic